Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new episode of Off the Top Row Podcast. I'm one four for your host, Shizlinski. Um, We got a couple people still missing in the house today due to some personal reasons behind the scenes. But nonetheless, we got a guest host for you today. Well, first of all, I want to introduce you to the big show himself, E. Deuce. What up with your partner? What's going nah, on man, with you? Nah, just enjoying it, you know. Still watching the Edge and uh, Brandy Orr match still going on right now. God, you guys are still talking about that match. Nevertheless, we gotta move forward. Um, so today we have a new co-host today. He's a good friend. He's 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 a good friend, a young blood, um, who's not on this episode today due to personal reasons. So he's gonna be filling in his little chair. Uh, we're gonna give it up for our man from Brooklyn, New York. Crew, what up with you, man? What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You're okay, right, man. We always like to have new blood, new faces on the show to try to give a whole different perspective and see how this new uh, new OTTR group, our, our new version of NWO, is growing and being this whole new equity of a wrestling program and uh, the wrestling community itself. So we're just trying to take it one show at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, definitely. That's over so we already did part one. Oh, boy, wait, wait. Before we get into it, I want to give a special shout out to Anchor.fm and Anchor the po- uh, Anchor Podcast app for letting us do our podcast here on the phone for free. And they got great customized tools. And you get view and you still get paid with very little viewership. So I encourage you to try it for yourself for your own podcast ideas or whatever. Anchor.fm or 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 you go on the uh, iTunes store and Google Play store and download it from there. I'm trust you. It's a better thing for you to do. It's the best thing going today. Nonetheless, we're gonna jump right into it. We we already did part one of um WrestleMania 36. And like I said, I'm still kind of stuck on the boneyard match, but we gotta keep this thing going. So part two today. Um so for the kickoff show, <laughs> we have Natalia versus Liv Morgan. How the hell did we even get this match? How the hell? How the hell did we even get this match? Um, this was the eight. I mean, uh, this was the eight to ten minute match. Liv Morgan wins by pinfall. One, two, three. I don't know what fans she. I don't know what fans is that. I mean, how she did. I mean, like, did anyone of y'all caught that by any chance? Because I, I probably have my head down. Probably rolled up a blitz or something like that. God knows what else. Um, nonetheless, she wins in the eight ten minute match, but. Oh God! I got to give my two point eight five stars. I wasn't too impressed. Good thing that that was on the kickoff, though. If I was seen it on the main car, I probably would have left. Um. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. So I basically break down each segment part by part, piece by piece. Then I pass the floor off to Duke, or that pass off to you, Rue, and you guys just give your own opinions, opinions, perspectives, and thoughts. And this is completely unfiltered. So I want you to go ham. Cause I know there's gonna be a couple of matches that you guys are gonna be arguing about, so let's just get this going. Dukes, you got the floor. All right. Uh, it was really a what you call a popcorn match um, between Liv Morgan and Natalia. I give it a one star only just because just it's like Liv Morgan a one star only just because it's Liv Morgan's first WrestleMania victory. Uh, everything she has done, which was really nothing, from the riot from the riot squad to being Lana's uh, lesbian lesbian hookup, 
<laughs> it actually, it actually just becoming a victory over a veteran like Natalia. My God, who should be That's... in the main card, by the way. Sure, yes. she should be in the main card, but uh, let's let's put let's put it out. Let's really put it out there. Natalia, she should she just should retire. She's really putting... take a look. They're putting Bret Hart's she baby put... to shame. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it, sorry. It, that part, what do you want me to say about that? It's, it's not. It, that is kind of true. Like you, you take a look at it. The newest member of the Hall of Fame is British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Owen Hart. Yeah, that's not gonna yeah. happen. We know that his wife ain't gonna allow that to happen. I mean, let's not talk about that further on because that's still that last episode of the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring is going to be chronicalizing him and right before his anniversary of his death. So it's kind of too late to talk about that right now, but then let's stick to then let's stick to the match itself. But I'll give it one star just because it's Liv Morgan just because of Liv Morgan's victory. Even though it was a a roll-up, the most devastating move in all of wrestling. And all of sports entertainment today, the surprise roll-up. <laughs> the surprise roll-up. The surprise roll-up. Roll <laughs> oh, man. So, My gosh. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you gave it a one-star crew. Since you knew this, man, let's hear from your perspective, man. What you think? I ain't giving no stars. That match was horrible. Uh, so I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Liv Morgan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. She has potential, but she remind me another Mandy Rose. <sighs> she so oh, I just wish Ooh. I just wish they would have put her together with the Fiend, and she could have been skyrocketing right about now. But no, they had to scratch it like it. But she was on different brands. So totally different. So what? That means I mean, so what? That means for the whole women's tag team championship, they're supposed to be defending that thing through three brands. They only defending on one. What are you saying? Okay, good point. But come on. Everybody should know that Liv Morgan we all knew that Liv Morgan should be with with the fiend. Make her the new sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm still waiting for Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel to come out. Oh shit! <laughs> the B team? Are you serious? Keep them on the main B event. Team, B team. <laughs> listen, listen. No, if you really take a look at it, Bo Dallas should be with the Fiends. Make him, make him transform himself. Mm. Just the same, just the same as Curtis Axel. He have both of them have potential. That he's dropping the ball. Like I said in the last episode, they dropping the ball on a couple on a few how they have. I agree. But I agree. But it is what it is. I mean, let's to his before we move forward again because we kind of like got involved in his you know what I'm saying in his opinion let him finish all what he was trying to say that's why when he said there were no stars I mean, basically for the fans at home we give it a dud D-U-D Bust. straight dud the straight track Focus. I just think Natalia should be where she should be on the main card competing for the Raw Women's Championship, if not put on SmackDown, um, because she just, I feel like she's just used. So 
she can make other superstars look good. Like Liv Morgan, what's the point of that? I don't, I don't, I'm confused. I'm lost. Well, nonetheless, uh, we're gonna move forward. Then it comes to the backstage where we have Dolph try to call Mindy Ziggler through his phone, pleading, pleading, try to answer the phone. No response. Then we see Sonya Deville talking to Ziggler right afterwards about what they're going to do, how they try to bring this down to her. Da, 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 da. King of Braxton comes in and interrupts. They decline to answer. No further questions. This is old TMZ type of segment promo. I don't care what anyone got to say about that. Nonetheless, it moves forward. Then we have the full official WrestleMania opener, da, 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 the very first card of the match. NXT Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Now, Dukes, I want that. That Dukes, I lost that bet to you yesterday because you did say Charlotte. <laughs> and, you, uh, and then when that happened, I thought about you. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> my whole betting scheme yesterday, I was so mad. Um, this is a 21 minute match. Yes, I actually kept count of all these minutes. Yes, I did. Charlotte wins by submission by hitting with a figure eight leg walk. In the middle of the ring, Rhea Ripley's trying to get out and try to get out. She could, but nope, no cigar. Tap her on the knee. That's it. Now you have Charlotte Flair being this grand slam women's champion of all time in the current roster or any roster back then in WWE, WWF, or any other promotional period. Forget about Tessa Blanchard right now in Impact right now. Let's not talk about her. Let's, that's for a whole other episode. Um, nonetheless, I gave this match. A 3.25 stars. I did write down 3.5, but now because I'm like, oh, we need a new fresh face. We need a new fresh superstar. This is what the whole NXT brand is designed to be about. And Vince, Vince don't know what the hell he's doing with all these damn call-ups. I'm sorry. So Marshall made the perfect, made the, he made the perfect argument. We said, I cannot go up to that main roster. No way. I'd rather retire at this point. Yes, do that. And maybe mm-hmm. Vince, as he get the call and call it, okay, maybe they don't want to work for me. They'd rather work for my son in law. Son in law is going to do a more better work than that anyway. And as I come to find out earlier in the day, Triple H had a little molding here in the whole Boneyard match. Cool. See, at least he knows what the fan wants a little bit more than what Vince does. But nonetheless, I gave my little rant about that thing, but. Dukes, you got the floor. You already made your little bet. You beat me to it. So <laughs> F you on that one. I'm not gonna cuss this. <laughs> listen, listen, oh, I, I, like I say, <laughs> listen, I called it and I said it. I also this is one thing I also will say. This do not like NXT wrestlers. Wait, <laughs> wait, what you mean, Kevin? I said <laughs> listen, how but how many but take a look at how many years did and how many years did Kevin Owens was at NXT compared to how many years he was in the main roster. Shorter time period. Your first WrestleMania match. Your first WrestleMania match was who? An NXT superstar. And, and Rhea Ripley. Going against basically what? Rick Flair's Rick Flair's daughter. Mm-hmm. Let's really put it out there. Ric Flair has done so much to in wrestling. This man was like, yeah, you know what? I got to put, I got to give, I got to give Ric Flair try to make Charlotte the new Ric Flair. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give Charlotte the belt. Push her and put that way. Push her ass to the moon. And put, and, and put her in NXT to go against AEW. That's what I- 
because I know Charlotte can help. I can help us going against AEW. That's exactly what I thought earlier. That's the only. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought about. Earlier. The only reason that That's- they made that call is to help enhance the roster down there, but also you gotta have against a AEW uh, going against AEW, especially through this whole COVID nineteen crisis right now, which we basically got to say, <laughs> how many is is really watching wrestling in a week span? But nonetheless, they're just trying to cover themselves on all bases. In the case that this didn't go longer than expected, then they have to freeze all storylines because they can't really do anything really else. Mm-hmm. But I will say this for right now. This was a pretty decent, good opening match. But it's just sad that we originally lost and now we had to bring Charlotte Flair in it. I wish you could. It was a good, decent I, match. I'll get. I'll give it. I'll give it a three and a half star. Okay. Brooklyn Crew. You got the floor. Now I, I'll say this: If Rhea Ripley would have won, I would have rated a three point five. But being that Charlotte won, I'm going with a two. And my only reason Ooh. why I'm going with a two is because I'm tired of seeing Charlotte be fed. The Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, and now NXT Women's Championship. I feel like it's a recurring theme that I'm kind of, quite frankly, getting sick and tired of seeing. Mm-hmm. I understand the whole point of her winning the belt because I did read that earlier of her winning the belt that she's going to be on both brands. So I can see, you know, the the wheels churning behind that, so that way she can get those rating boosters on Wednesday against AEW. But come on, Shayna had that belt for two years, and then Rhea Ripley finally defeat her to lose it on her second title defense to Charlotte. Come on, man. Who did not see that coming? Who did not see that coming? I, I, I kind of did. But I didn't want to be the one that said it was Triple H's call. I was going to say that was total Vince's call. Yes, I agree. And I will say this. I will say this. Before to cut you off, I'm gonna sit there and say is they really diminished that women's championship of NXT. Like you said, Shayna had it for a long period of time, but everybody forgets who she won it, who she won it against was Oscar. Oscar had it, and Oscar had that belt for a minute. Shayna had that. Shayna had it for a minute. Damn. And take a look at what. Take a look at what Mr. Man has done to Oscar and Shayna in the main roster. Yeah, that uh, that's not even, that <laughs> match against uh, uh, Becky Lynch. I'm not even, let's not even go there. No, let's but, not go, man. That's what we're talking about. And that that match made me so upset. Like, eight minutes, so upset. I got for this. So for the people who spend sixty dollars at home to cable providers, I actually feel sad for them. I'm sorry. This is why people no, like I me go to the website every damn day. <laughs> because my whole thing is like, you want to, who is that person that's going to knock off the, somebody off that throne? Personally, if if we uh, really would have lost, I would have preferred to be against Bianca Belair. Yeah. Because, of, you know, she she is amazing in the ring. And I, those matches they had mm. in NXT were at least five star matches. Most of the matter of fact, most of the matches in NXT, women's matches, a lot better than what I watched with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I just ain't like that. I just felt like their styles are too much alike, and I felt like they it it, it didn't work well. 
I feel you on that. And I might go too deep okay. into that because the NXT could be a whole other episode. I mean, as, as, far, as far as we can Let's just stick to this right now. I compose a little bit. The third, um, the second match of the night, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Now, this was only eight solid minutes. Alistair Black wins by pinfall, one, two, three, by using the black mask, roundhouse kick. Stop! Not, not Bobby ass out like a light. And, <laughs> I mean, they finally give him an actual superstar instead of these damn-ass jobbers that we see for the last, like, two weeks. Can we talk about how good Lana looked, though, in that red dress? Woo! <laughs> my grade for the match, I give it a solid three. I give it a solid three only because it was actual superstar this time. Actual superstar. And, and there was no 30 second match. I what the last two was. <laughs> Dukes, you got the floor. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to say, I'll, I'll give this basically a two star just because it was out of the black. But I'm a, if it take out some black in it, it really should have been Rusev versus versus Lashley. That would have been nice. For, that been and nice. at WrestleMania. That been nice. But the only reason why WWE is not putting Rusev is because hey, he's not resigning. He's out of there. Salute to my man Rusev, by the way. Man, get exactly. get out of there. Wait, 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 wait. Get the hell out of there. Wait, wait, wait. I will say is this. I will say this. AEW confirmed Rusev. <laughs> no ball, but like I say, AEW <laughs> want to get Rusev revival. They get everybody that was like mishandled by WWE. Hard. Well, you body. know what's funny? Sorry to cut you off. AEW <laughs> is gonna get everybody that WWE didn't use properly, and that's what's gonna cause AEW to beat. WWE, like this is like crazy. We like we can turn your under your under you like stars, and we're gonna make them into our own stars. And boom, they get the rejuvenated <laughs> career that they you need. Away, you they can go to New Japan for wrestling. They can go to other any promotion on the other time off, and still get their name out there and get it over. You only get one name when you're in that one big business in WWE. That's it. And if that gimmick don't work, they're gonna keep repacking to you till we hit the jackpot with you. Boom. That might actually take you seven good years. Look at Drew McIntyre and see what the hell he had to go through just to come back into the same company that fired him and work his way up to be the new World Heavyweight Champion as of last night. Wait. Mm. So true. But like it's I, the whole infrastructure like said, is just so messed but, up. And I, I'm going to say this is I'm glad Alistair Black got his WrestleMania moment. But he should not really been on this. He shouldn't really been in this in this match. It shouldn't have been Rusev. But I'm glad for a substitute. You brought out the black. Other than that, I'll give it a I'll give it a two stars crew. because of that. Crew, that I can say we're great. Crew, we're great. Would you give it? I'll give it two slammings. Two slammings. Two slammings. Two slammings. That's it. All right, we move forward again. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. All right. We can. All right. We move forward again. Caleb Braxton then interviews Bailey and Sasha Banks, and you can tie. Yeah, you can kind of look at this and be almost about to be a little bit of ref. Not right now, but much later. Give us some slim time for this. Then Charlie comes in another interview and interviews Rock Gronkowski. Why? 
<laughs> the other way is I did, I did, I just skipped through those things as fast as I could. Then let's get hyped. Then it's the recap for the oldest is Ziggler saga. I have to show the replay about what happened on that. The third match of the night, Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. But Dolph Ziggler's not lonely, you gentlemen. She comes, he comes with Sonya Deville. Ooh, this is actually going to be pretty shocking to see. And in the middle of the match, Mini Rose comes out and slaps and slaps Sonya Deville. Then she going over here on the other side of the ring, comes in, tosses it. What are you doing? You're messing everything up. Low blow. Bam. Then you see, oh my God, and I don't know who gave this permission to this character, but Otis is hitting the caterpillar, aka, y'all remember back then in the old school days, Fight Too Hard used to worm. It's a full effect. And then he hits the caterpillar. One, two, three. Otis just wins. He gets the girl. He gets the kiss. Yay, finally, us fans is happy for him. He finally gives it what the hell he fought hard for. Thank God. Ten minutes. Now, because of the payoff, I gave it four stars. But the match itself, I gave it a three. The payoff was four stars. He finally got the girl. <laughs> mm. Nevertheless, I'm done talking about that mm. one. Um, Big um, big show, E-Dukes. It's all you, kid. Uh, for the I'll park this for the whole entire storyline. Like I said, out of every storyline for from WrestleMania, this is probably the second best storyline. The first storyline I had to deal with Edge and Randy Orton. This is the second best, and just to know that at the end he gets the girl. It's like a it's like a movie, don't you think? <laughs> True. Like, come on, you take a look at it. Back. All right, good guy. Get try to get the girl. Girl likes girl likes guy. Some guy swooping. Good guy feeling bad. Bad guy got the girl. Good guy, bad guy fought. Next, you know, girl finds out what's going on. Girl helps a good guy. Good guy wins. It was like a it was like a macho man. And Mr. Bush just reunited <laughs> for no parents. <laughs> <laughs> but but for the, everything from the storyline itself, I'll give it a three. Crew, and crew, what you think, bro? I'll give it a, I'll give it, I'll give it three slammies. I'll give it three slammies. I kind of like the, you know, the not the typical guy that gets the beautiful girl. You know, that gives. You know, guys around the world, you know, that shoot your shot, people shoot, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. I like but that. I like the story. Oh, it's fortunate that this was Ziggler's first, wasn't his first singles WrestleMania match or something yes. like that, he said on Twitter. And, you know, that he lost to <laughs> the Caterpillar and Otis. But otherwise than that, I like the storyline. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next. I would definitely like to see, you know, heavy machinery. Um, WWE Tag Team Champions of SmackDown. Mm, but we got to throw another team from SmackDown mm. that me and Deuce kind of both agree on yesterday. Um, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan should definitely form that tag team and get that little energy boost in that locker room. Yes. yes we need that right about now. But apparently, no. Um, nonetheless, we're going to move right into it. The fourth match, the last man standing match, Edge versus Randy Orton. In the very beginning, Edge is in the ring by himself, waiting for Randy Orton to come out. Randy Orton, the slick, slick, slippery devil that he is, 
is disguises her as one as one of the cameramen slides into the ring and hits him with a and hits him with an upper did the RKO. Smack! That's how he was the first start the match. I was like, ooh, badass. Anyway, so this gets stopped, this starts, this starts getting off. And Rainy Sneak, you know what I'm saying? Rainy is fighting with him everywhere. Um, nonetheless, they go into the weight. Uh, they go on the weight stage back there. Now, one spot in particular, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone really noticed it, but it kind of was a little bit disturbing. I don't know. I don't know y'all two seen it the way that I saw it, but it was definitely taking a shot at um, Chris Benoit. And, uh, yeah, when he put the... Yeah, some of those are kind of neck, a little bit backlash right now. So right now, I kind of want to skip that little part. I might even want to try to talk about that. I think for the people, for the diehard fans at home and who's listening to this show and listening to our podcast, they understand the complexity of things. So we're not going to go too too yeah. deep involved in that. Um, but this match goes everywhere. So all of a sudden, you see them on the top of the um, NXT truck. We see Owen about to do a punt. He gets speared. We're about to see Edge do another spear. He gets RKO. Great sequence, by the way. Um, nonetheless, and then you see... Randy Orton jump down, get in two chairs, and like about to do, about to finish what the hell he started with the concerto. Then somehow, some way, Edge is giving life another mushroom for the uh, another mushroom for the gut, like Mario Bros. He gets a he gets a second win and does an arm triangle hold, and Randy Orton passes out. Now right before he's done, screw that. He got get uh, he got squeezing one concerto in. Smack. Ten count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Edge wins. I, by this match was a 36 minute match. And yes, when I say I actually count the minutes, I actually count these minutes. <laughs> so, let me know. I actually count these minutes like <laughs> legit. Like, my God. Um, 36 minutes. And the match itself is mixed review. But from my perspective, as a fan of this rivalry, nevertheless, I give it four stars. Now, I want to give it a three and a half star because of the timing and, you know, because the whole empty arena served its little purpose. But I think they have a little bit more groundwork to do. I like certain things that they did with the Born Yard match and as we're going to come up later on the show, the Fire Fire Funhouse. O-N-G. Um, you know, I figured they would have come to the last minute standing. I feel like it could have been more effective if it did have like a little crowd in it. Because I felt it just took away from that original aspect as we knew what last we seen it was, was. And we've seen several of them in the past before and see how those things turned out to be and how those became instant classic masters. But nonetheless, I said my part. 36 minutes. Should have shown down to 8 to 10 minutes. But because of editing reasons, that's why they probably squeezed that little stuff out. Four stars. Dukes, you got the floor. I'm gonna say this is I'll give this a four stars and just knowing that um just knowing about the whole entire storyline of it. It's a brilliant storyline, but the match was just too long. If they were end it well if I give this a twenty to twenty five minute match, then it'd have been good. I'll I'll probably put that five stars. But the match was like too long, though. I think they fired my bathroom real quick. <laughs> like no boy, I, I, I think they was firing my bathroom. I'm, I'm sitting here digging. They fought. They was firing my kitchen table. 
like these these twelve are great wrestlers, but the match was just too long. Al Gadez a four stars overall. The whole everything. So are you, dog? What hey. you think? I'll give it. I'm. I'm gonna give it two. Two point five slaves. And the reason why I say Gee, that, two point five slaves. Damn. I mean, I always felt like some survivory to be it was, like that type of trash heap number. But come on, but I mean, but all the edges rivalry. It was too long. I feel okay. like it dragged. If it was like if if it was at that twenty minute mark, then yeah. But it dragged off almost forty minutes. And a last man standing match. Now, if there was a crowd, and then I would understand, okay, 40 minutes, a last man standing matches. You think about the great last man standing matches, and there's a crowd, everybody's in there. But I was more concerned of Edge and his health. I'm like, this is his first match in nine years. Like, dear God, please don't let that happen to this dude. And then, you know, it just dragged on. So I, I, I got to stick with 2.5 slammies. It just dragged on too long. Dragging on too long, nevertheless. Okay. <laughs> um, so after this match is over, then it cuts back yeah. to Mo- I mean, the Mojo Raleigh with Ron Gronkowski. And but yeah, we see Mojo Raleigh getting chased by the locker room or however number of superstars are supposed to be back there was not supposed to be back there. I guess according to that whole 10 person per area rule or whatever, Gabe completely broke that off. Yeah, yeah they about that. They yeah, completely they broke that, that thing off. Um, then we see <laughs> Gronkowski on the top of the podium, and you see the gang of wrestlers waiting on below, and then he does a what I would say a coffin drop <laughs> onto the crowd. He pings Mojirai one, two, three. He becomes our new 24-7 champion. Whoa. Now you already know what the hell this signifies. Uh, Vince just wanted to put the eye on the newest inquiry of the company, being an expatriate, an ex-football head, and putting it about on him to get the mainstream notoriety. Nonetheless. It was already on ESPN, and Adam Sheffer was all over last night, so mm-hmm. he counted exactly. that. Exactly. So we're not even going to get too far in that. That would be me. Well, actually, matter of fact, I'm going to just wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to one little time real quick because we already went through half an hour. We still got half a show left, and we still got like 25 minutes left. So I'm going to just go straight to this. Vince, what the f- are you doing? I'm not going to cuss because I got my nephew. Wait, wait. I, I can't curse right now. I got my nephew sleeping like right next to me as I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> so I'm trying to be a little bit respectful right now. But what the f- are you doing? Like, seriously, I know that you need more mainstream media. I get that. We all look back at 1995 all, all over again. You needed that. Ken Shamrock, Mark Henry to come in to give some legitimacy to this whole sports entertainment type of thing. What the hell are you doing? Bringing an ex-football player that already has so many surgeries on that back, ankle, neck, and your neck, and foot. And you expect me to say that you're going to try to sign him to a pretty lucrative contract and he's, he, he, he's going to be working TV spots and house shows whenever that comes into effect? You're going to kill this man. You should, Rob, I'm sorry, you should stay in to retirement, take a job with MTV. I don't care. Nonetheless, whoever that want to bring on by, go before we go into the next match. I'll say Oh, you said, oh, uh, man, me, I'll probably sit there and say is this the whole entire time. Um, I am the new 24-7 champion. No, I ain't total by this. I beat, um, I met Gronk. He uh, had to pay him about a uh, hundred and a bag of weed. And um, 
I'm now the dude's 24-7 champion. Um, he said he'll give it back to me about within a day or two. I don't believe it. But this whole entire thing sucks. Gronk, stay retired. Don't, don't get into wrestling. Real talk. Just be a sports. Just be a partier. Be a, be a club promoter. That's what you. Always, yeah. That's the thing you need to do. Let's club promote. This is not what you need to do. This is not. This is not WCW. This is you're not. You're not David Arquette. You're not. You're not David Arquette. You're not Dennis Rodman. You're not Carl Malone. Just leave, leave it alone. You're not even Adam. Pa- wait, wait, Tomo. You're not even Adam Pacman Jones or. Di- or even, oh, or, even right <laughs> or even the Angelo or even the Angelo Williams. You're nowhere near that. My Leave that shit bad. alone. My God. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into the fifth match real quick. Real, real, really quick. The fifth match was the raw <laughs> tag team titles, Angel Garza and Austin Theory versus the Street Profits. And uh, and um basically Selena Vegas tried to do this whole stable thing and, and whatnot. Nonetheless. This was a seven minute match. This 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 really wasn't really anything. Street Profits win by pinfall one, two, three. Because why? Montez Ford hits a frost match from the top on Austin Theory. And as he was in the middle of that submission to Dawkins, Dawkins just Dawkins just reverses himself over. One, two, three, gets the easy dub. But after the match is over, Street Profits they they get attacked. And what did we see come out the woodworks? Bianca Belair makes the save and she hits the kiss of death on uh, on Selena Vega, whipping it around that long braid hair that she does herself. By the way, she said that on um, Xavier Woods' save point. If y'all look at the up up down down channel, you see a lot of stuff. Believe me, trying to tell you. Nonetheless, seven seven minute match. Decent two point five stars. That's all. I, so I can really give it. I BS myself on that grade yesterday. Give it a three point five, but because of the whole circumstances itself, two point five. Anyway, Dukes. Hmm. I'll I'll say it's like this. I'll give it. I'll give it a two point five. The same type of rating you have, but only thing is, damn. It's kind of sad to know that this is another tag team. It's Raw's version of the Usos and and um Bianca Belair just come mm. Naomi, and it'll be a and this it'll be a great. I want to see that this Bianca Belair and Street Profits versus the Usos and Naomi in the six the six man intergender tag team match because that's what mm. it's gonna lead up to. It would have been better if if a draw day was not hurt and it would have been Angel Garza and a draw day for the Street Profits because that would probably be a better matchup. It seemed like Austin, Austin Derry and Angel Garza don't. It's not even the same team with each other. Even though he was put there for put there for um, a draw day, but mm-hmm. it should have been someone else. Yeah, he was a substitute for him, but it should be someone else. That's how I see it. It could be hell, it could be um his cousin. I know he was in the back right now getting crushed by um Vince McMahon. <laughs> getting buried. You know, he, he could he could have let it oh, helping hand. Say, come on, cuz, let's do this out real quick. Let's 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 make this match look presentable and have Street Profits win 
I think yeah, but I, yeah, but I heard, what? yeah, but I heard Vince McMahon has already that. given up on some of those stars anyway, including Shayna Baszler and Alberto Carrillo. So if he's already given up on you, then just forget about it. See, I told you. See, I told you. Just, you didn't just believe me on that one. Just, and just get <laughs> paid, just stay home, and that's it. <laughs> um, damn, that's cool. You got anything that them. you want to add into this before we move on? I mean, two. Okay. I give it two slammies. It was a decent match, but they need a, they need a good heel raw tag team champion to, you know, go back to back with um the street poppers and not somebody that's put together. Mm-hmm. So they raw got to figure that out. It's like SmackDown has a better tag team division. Raw is lacking that, especially with the in the heel heel division because who the street poppers gonna go against the OC really? Nah. <laughs> So they got to figure that part out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to move forward. Nah. Tyrus O'Neill takes over as host and hosting duty for Rock on Kowski as now he's on the run for the rest of these guys. Um, We're going to get into the sixth match, which is the fatal five-way elimination match. Where it was ba- Bailey defending her Bailey. title against her best friend, Sasha. One of her worst nemesis, Naomi Tamina, who is returning to the scene, and Lacey Evans, that is another version of Hulk Hogan. Nonetheless, now this is all going according to order. Tamina was out first by all four of them. They just ganged up on her. Pretty damn sad. The second person eliminated was Naomi by Sasha Banks using the base statement. The, the third person who got eliminated was Sasha Banks with the women's rights. As Bailey was trying to. As when Bailey was trying to save her, as there's about to get into the old little disagreement and stuff, she saves her, she gets knocked down, and then she gets hit. And then she gets hit. Boom! So she gets out. She's the third. Now it's Lacey Evans and Bailey as the last two. At the very end, towards the end of the finish, we see Sasha come out, helping her best friend, giving the backstab. And then you see Bailey hit the front, I mean, on the face first. Goes to the pin. One, two, three. She gets the dub. Retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. But as you see, the best friends kind of look at each other. Kind of, there's a little growing in them. I see there, but you know they put their friendship first. Sasha Banks gets her 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 beloved belt, and she walks out the ring and let her have her moment to shine. Talking to a no empty audience, including two commentators, which included JBL, by the way. This match was 25 minutes, and. Uh, I'm not even gonna talk more about this. I just give it just a solid three, a solid three and a half stars. That's it. I, I, I'm not gonna dig too deep in deep into that. My all my energy right now is focused on the last two batches. That's it. Dukes and crew, this is on y'all. I don't care. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I will say is this: shout out to Nick who um who said that Bay was gonna win. Um. I thought Naomi was going to win it, but god damn it! It was a good, it was a good story. I now I see the storyline that's going to go into it. I could literally see Sasha turning babyface now and actually becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion. It's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than later. Now I'm getting sick and tired of even seeing Bailey as a champion. Like her heel, her heel run is like, like Julian Hall's um mold that was on her face. It was, it was, it was, it was horrible. 
<laughs> Roofs on you, though. Like, no bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. This was the best match of day two on WrestleMania. And I'll give it five slammies. Oh. I really enjoyed this match. And I became a big fan of Lacey Evans, which I wasn't a fan of her at first, but she really did her thing towards the end of the match. And I really believe she was going to win. Although, I do not want to see Sasha Banks and Bailey to break up, but I know that's what's going to happen because I really enjoy Sasha as a heel more than a face. But mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen down the line once ever this epidemic is over. They're going to have that big match, hopefully by SummerSlam. Um, you know, but if if I could, I would definitely would like to see Lacey Evans and put it into that match because I'm a huge fan of Lacey Evans, and she really did her thing. She That moonsault was beautiful. I, I keep watching the replays, and she killed it. But then again, you know, I don't really – I enjoy uh, Bailey's heel run. I wish – I wanted to continue, and I want to see her continue as a SmackDown champion. But we all know what's going to happen, you know, with her and Sasha down the line. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know what? No more to this, say. I was, it was kind of awesome to see Team Bad reunite for the first time. Yeah, unity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mocked up for that one. I was like, man, I forgot about that. But um, it was good. To, can we just say one thing? Tamina mm-hmm. needs her, her her shine. She needs to come on, man. How many you? She first one eliminated. Like, come on. She needs one moment of her to get the, the 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 championship, and that's it. She needs her one moment, and I hope it comes sooner than later. No, it's not gonna come unless you go to AEW. True, true. Because you take a look at it as many times that she has. She's like the new. She's like the Samoan version of of Naomi. Not Naomi. My bad, Natalia. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. She is. She is the Samoan Natalia. That's true. They use her. Yeah. And how they, how they utilize at least Natalia won a championship. Yeah, it is sad to know that by all all years we have watched Tamina. This is the first time she actually is in a actually is in a title picture. Yeah, that's what I say. Like I just hope that I mean you're right though. I can see it, it, it probably won't happen that she won't get her mm-hmm. moment. Cause she's she won't get her moment, and that sucks, especially knowing her heritage and bloodline. But somebody said too that when Naomi comes back, I mean Naomi, when Nia Jack come back, then I can see them going after the tag team championship. So I can see that happening as well. So we'll see. But 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 that's that's sad. Just to have to bring the what? Just to have Nia Jax. And to meet it together, which we all seen that happen before, that was complete waste. Yeah. As of a team, like all they could do is like bully people the whole entire time, which well, is kind of sad to know. Well, now like, we got the championship belt now because I don't oh, remember after. before or after it came. When did you get Who? After. Okay. Okay. So now we have the championship belt, and then we can see what's gonna happen. But still, like I could literally sit there see, I could literally sit there see like the top, like 
I wanted to see this match of WrestleMania. Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus a Tamina and Nia Jax. That'll be good. But he's dropping the ball on on. But I'll I'll agree it was a great match, but not the way it's supposed to be right now. It's better than a Raw uh, uh, the championship match. I can tell you that. Oh yes, it was way better. Way better, more entertaining. Yes, because it's what they have. But, but like I said, it's just from. It should have been. It should have been six. Am I forget? Yeah, I keep forgetting. It should have been. Yeah, I keep forgetting. It, it should have been six. It's the sixth person was um Dana Brooke. Dana Brooks was supposed to be in it, but during the whole um WWE had to quarantine her. She she's no she's no way near to, to compete. And that is what you're getting so far, and that's what it is. Yeah, but I say SmackDown. SmackDown has a better women's division, though. I could tell you that much. Well, it's not being run down by Becky Lynch. Yeah, but I'm tired of seeing Becky <laughs> as a champion. Like, she needs to lose now. Man, believe me, that was our... Oh, yes. I believe me, that she was our reaction for the first night. But we got to move forward, man. We 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 all got a short time in the... Uh, we we all got a short time in the left. Um, the seventh match was the Firefly Funhouse match. Oi. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt has to fiend himself. Yeah. Now we've seen this whole Vince puppet and the whole Rufus aggression area. This is such good shit. This is such good shit. This is just a re-imagery of John Cena's <laughs> career and his failures. That's what we got to say about it. But they made a little snub at Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff with the whole NWO little skit. Nonetheless. Um... So when it comes to that, it was kind of like a little low blow to Eric at WCW. Like, yeah, we got you a little trademark and all that stuff. Da, 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 da. Trying to break when, but this was one of the best little segment type of matches that I ever really seen, to really quite be honest. And if I'm trying to sneak out of my own studio real quick, I have Yeah. So um, what you would call it? Um so when it came to that whole match, it was just people did not expect what a five five front was really supposed to be. Obviously, I knew it was going to be some type of gimmick match. Didn't know what type of gimmick that it was, like the Boneyard match where they kind of censorized it from the Buried Alive and you know all the old school matches that we grew up on before they started censorizing this shit. Finally, nonetheless, um, at the very end of it, he gets blinded by his own rage, and now instead of being up on Fiend. He's imagining now that he's being you know, on that stuffed little puppy with the whole stain around his mouth. Fiend appears from behind, chokes him with the minimal claw at first, hit him with Sister Abigail, boom, and then, and then another member claw. You see Bray Wyatt t- counting, counting for the victory. One, two, three, boom, smack. And then you see John Cena just up and disappears. At the end, there, Bray Wyatt, the last one left. Echoes, echoes, echoes of his laughter in the background, crying, let me in. The Fiend and Bray Wyatt wins a 20 minute to 32 minute match. Nonetheless, I'm trying to make this extremely quick as possible so we can get done with the rest of the show. I'm giving it, I'm not giving it a perfect scale match because I can't do that. That match is already just for one person or two people. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 25, classic match, five stars, bottom line. So I'm giving this a four point, a 4.25 stars. Boom. Dukes, you are up. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'll give this a five star match. 
and no bull is really a good matchup so far. Everybody, everybody seemed not to realize what really was going on at the whole entire time. Bray, now Bray Wyatt first said this, and people seemed not to hit was John Cena. You're not going against me. You might go against your worst, the worst person you ever will go against, is that is your own self. So seeing how John Cena was coming in, going against Kurt Angle and things like that, and going to Dr. Dugnomics, but everybody forgets that he he's also compared to Hulk Hogan. And knowing that he's compared to Hulk Hogan, and knowing that Hulk Hogan went heel, nope. Cena never went heel his whole career. So by him not going heel and all that commitment issues that he was commitment issues and shit. Like, come on, you had to even put up Nikki Bella into <laughs> you this shit. That was funny too, but that yo, yo, that made me laugh as well. It's like, damn, all that, all the feelings in his life, and then you're bringing it on so to the wrestling the screen. Please? Yeah, there's certain people that was not gonna like it, but people like us, the diehard fans, we loved it. Because now it's like showing to the public, like, yo, this is what we've been listening so and seeing this character that. for over the last 15 years. So now you take a look at that, just by, just by. Cena going against him his own self. Even to the chair shot, he never gave Bray Wyatt in WrestleMania 30. When him, mm-hmm. when him and Cena went at it. That was pure, this whole Firefighter front house, I, I give that a foul so I give my whole hat to freaking Bray Wyatt just for his pure genius. I'll give my acting chops to even John Cena to actually put on his old clothes and things like that, his old wrestling attire, and and actually and actually show glimpses and glimpses of everything that was taking place, even the mm-hmm. playing homage to um the NWO. Ah oh, man, so crew, saw you, yeah. dog. You can't really rate the match, like I said, but. I mean, I enjoyed it. I was confused. I felt like I was on a trippy acid, just watching the scenes going back and forth, losing my mind. I, I really did enjoy it, and I really did the, the dig at Nikki Bella, though. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next to Bray Wyatt, because every time when he's up there, uh-huh. when fans, we love him, WWE always dropped the ball big time, like the Universal Championship. So I'm curious to see if they're going to continue to ride that momentum and let him continue to rise or let him continue to flop, and then here we go again. Hey, man, that's all I need to hear. And then the dead last match, which is our beloved main event, the World Heavyweight Championship. Drew McIntyre, our beloved 2020 Royal Rumble winner, is going against the reigning, defending, undisputed World Heavyweight Champion of the World, Brock Lesnar. Uh, this match went on for a quick 10 to 13 minutes. Now, I counted this whole thing. Brock Lesnar gave Drew McIntyre three F5s. He, so he kicked out of them. Boom. Drew McIntyre hit four Claymore kicks. Gets the dub. Nonetheless, Drew McIntyre, after the four Claymore kick, had become the new. Wait, but the first UK British 
world heavyweight champion of a major company itself. No disrespect to British Bulldog, even though he should have been had that title belt on a long time ago, but nonetheless. Shout out to Drew McIntyre for finally overcoming that hurdle, finally coming yeah. o- overcoming that mountaintop, becoming the top dog on the Raw brand. Let's just hope and pray that Vince's theory is correct about him, that he's that he's that chosen one. Let's make sure that he is that chosen one. Give us some good matches, give us some good rivalries that we can actually say, okay, we can back him up on this. We can actually vouch for him now. Don't just try to put the belt on somewhere and make it seem like they're supposed to be there when they're not supposed to be there. AKA this with John Cena kind of did the fourth, fifth time when he won that belt over it. I was like, oh, no. Now it got tiring. Don't do the same theory as you did with him, as you do with Drew McIntyre. Nevertheless, that's the end of the show. Pretty damn solid. I gave it 3.25 stars. I'm done with that. Mm. You know, I'll give this match four stars, and you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm a, that was top of Heath Flint to actually win a championship belt. Yeah, to be the three man band. <laughs> oh just, yeah, that three MB. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take a look at it? Okay. Can you take a look at General Hall was the first. Now it's Drew McIntyre. Uh huh. He slayed it. He should actually well, win I mean, the belt what, by I mean, now. What? I mean, what? He Slater? No, he's never going to win that damn belt. Get doing... out of here. He must go to a different company and do the same <laughs> slogan. I got kids. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I got kids. But, 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 but WWE had probably already trademarked that quote, so he can't use it. Crew, you're the right. Crew, you got the floor. It's on you. You're the dead last one before we wrap up the show. And then we got to do a quick fancy booking game segment. And we can try to squeeze that in. So you got at least less than two minutes. I got you. I would say this. I would. I wish they would have done a screwy finish. So that way, Drew could have his moment mm-hmm. when the crowd is there. It felt a little bit weird. I wanted him to win, and I knew he's gonna win, but I'm happy for him. But let's just say this: people that complain mm. about Brock Lesnar, remember the last few WrestleManias, he always lose the belt and put on the other guy. Mm. So I know this is gonna happen again next year with current theme. But then again, shout out to Brock. Um, I give it four slammies, but I just wish they would have waited for Drew to get that moment when there's a crowd or something like that, because that pop would have been. Amazing! Can you imagine that pop? Mm. The seventy thousand plant. Yeah, that he won? yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's why a lot of these matches yeah. grades okay. were affected because okay. of the no crowd. Like how I said about the last man standing match, I felt that took it away from a movie that there was walking through uncharted waters when it came to that match. Because yeah. the fan, it's like the mostly fan participation match is what got these. Like ladder matches involved, uh, last we seen involved. But nonetheless, I'm not gonna go on and on. So we're gonna quickly play the fancy booking game crew. I gotta swing the rules to you. You pick a segment out of what happened on that part two card. You get to change one segment and explain why. So I'm gonna just go right into it. Um, the end of that the, the failed five way match. Screw that. Sasha should have been like, nah, screw that. Boom! Kick, boom! Kicked her in the top of the head. And would it just turn off all way that we would have to guess who would be the baby face and who would be the heel between the two best friends? Nonetheless, that's all I would have said for that segment. Dukes, it's on you. You go. We got less than five minutes. 
All right, you know what? I will say this. I would literally would change just the Gronk <laughs> winning the 24-7. <laughs> it should have been me. It's, it's, I was there. I, um, you ain't see me. I was in the back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but other than that, like, for an overall standpoint, as a good part two is better than part what? one. But if you take away the whole 24-7, if you take away the whole 24-7, Think it, it would have been better, but the whole screwy, uh, Gronk, Gronk doing Darby <laughs> Allen's coffin drop. Yeah, that that's the best holding up. Yeah, and, and I would say the funniest moment was look on um, look on Tyson uh, Neal's face yeah. after that <laughs> Firefly Funhouse. Talk about I don't know why this watch. That his whole facial expression was the funniest hmm. reaction yeah. of all time. True. You did that last one, man. Go I'm ahead, man. I, I'm done. I would say I would change the outcome of the Becky Lynch Shayna Baszler okay. match. What I would have done was have Becky Lynch passed out, and Shayna would have won the belt. That you know, Becky would have never tapped out or anything. She just passed out, like what they did with Stone Cold Steve. Yes, Austin, you know how they I did totally with agree with that. So and then. And then that right there would have been like, okay. oh, Shayna won, but then still Becky would have been like, yo, I, I didn't get pinned. I didn't submit. I just passed out. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a lot better. And I just felt like <laughs> now we're to the point now, I'm just tired of seeing Becky as a champion because now it's like, okay, she done beat everybody. Who's she going to beat? Who's, who, who's next? So that's the only thing I would say that. that. And then about- Duke's yeah. part one was way better than part two, sure that Boneyard match. Woo! I could watch four hours of that match. So that was worth it. But I'll put this. You got to make this completely, completely short. Boneyard or Funhouse? Part one. I'll say this. Which one's better? Um, The Boneyard match between the Boneyard match between Undertaker and Boneyard. Boneyard. Or the Bray Wyatt versus Boneyard match. And Cena versus Cena. And that's okay. our end of the show, okay. guys. I want to take okay. I want to take the listeners to giving us the opportunity to bless us your time, bless us with bless us with such incredible wrestling facts and knowledge, and the recap of last night's WrestleMania Part Two. Do so. I want to thank you, of course. You know you're part of the team, and you always going to be. So thank you, Big Show, for stopping, and thank you, Crew. We're going to definitely have you again, mm-hmm. Crew from Brooklyn. Give him a shout and give him a good round, a good round of applause. Make sure that you like, share, you, like, share, and bookmark our podcast channel. And you can find us on Breaker Podcast, Radio Podcast Public, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcast. Check us out off the top row. Hashtag OTTR. Hashtag support local podcast. Support, support um, off the top row. Support off the top row podcast. A whole damn nine yards. So from Lansky, so from Lansky, Dukes and crew over here from Brooklyn over there. Oh, be careful out there, man. I know that whole outspread is kind of ferocious. Um, yeah. <laughs> be, um, so as I'm going to say to y'all with my last 20 seconds, wash your hands, wash your ass, love each other, take better care of yourselves, look out for one another, and as one beloved TV talk host once said, take care of yourself. <laughs>